0: They're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, you're prohibited by law. See Terms and Conditions 18. plus. You're listening to the Gluten Free Guide Podcast with your hosts, Vanessa Weisbrod and Emily Friedner. To the Gluten-Free Guide podcast. I'm Vanessa Weisbrode, coming to you from the Celiac Disease Program at Children's National Health System. Before we get started, I want to say a huge thank you to the Walter and Jean Boak Global Autoimmune Institute for their ongoing support and partnership to make this podcast possible. Today's podcast is focused on a very important issue, research. We hear about clinical trials and research in the news all the time, but it's not very often that we're asked to actually participate in it. Today, that's what we're going to talk about, how you, as a person with celiac disease, or someone who cares for a person with celiac disease, can help advance science by participating in research. To help us discuss this very important topic, we have Marilyn Geller joining us. She is the CEO of the Celiac Disease Foundation, and we are so happy to have her with us. So welcome, Marilyn. How are you doing today?
1: I'm great. Thank you so much for having me.
0: So tell us, why is it important for people with celiac disease to participate in research?
1: What we have found with celiac disease over the last 10 to 20 years is that the gluten-free diet is not sufficient for most people to function normally in life. To avoid cross-contact with gluten, to feel better, to feel healthy, people need alternatives to the gluten-free diet. So right now we have about 25 potential therapies in the pipeline that will allow people possibly to deal with their cross-contact with gluten or even maybe even one day cure celiac disease. None of those treatments will come to fruition unless we have people who are enrolled in studies who are willing to take those treatments to test them so that they can be modified and adjusted to get to the final product. We can only have an alternative treatment to the gluten-free diet and possibly even a cure for celiac disease if people – are willing to participate to test out these possible treatments.
0: Wow, 25 therapies. That's a lot.
1: That's exciting. That's up from four two years ago.
0: Wow, that's really exciting that all of those drugs or therapies are under review. So how can people get involved? I know that a couple of years ago, CDS launched the iCure Celiac Database. But so for people who have never heard of this, can you tell us what it is?
1: Absolutely. So I Cure Celiac is really a patient registry. Um, it has a fancy name. It's called the pa- Patient-Powered Research Network, and we have been funded by the Patient-Centered Outcomes Research Institute in order to allow people to participate at a level where they are driving what researchers are studying. This is a series of online questionnaires. You go out, log in through your home computer, and you fill out information about yourself or your child. If, you're, if you are under 18, your parent will need to fill it out for you. Uh, it asks everything from your diagnosis story to medical information to quality of life questions and, most importantly, your preferences for treatments. You know, what are you willing to take? Are you willing to take a pill? Would you be interested in a shot that is similar to an allergy shot, a vaccine? How often would you take this pill? even what is the price you'd be willing to pay um, if insurance wasn't going to cover it completely. So a whole lot of questions that are very, very important to researchers. And then the most important thing is once you are in iCure Celiac and you've identified yourself as somebody who is willing to participate in research, now it could be that you're physically participating where you're taking that pill or that shot, or it could just be answering more questionnaires about things that are important to you that researchers want to know. But once you're in that registry, you will get email notification of these opportunities. So by joining the registry, you're furthering the research body to get scientists and researchers excited about what we, the community, want and what they can do for us. And then you also have the option to participate more fully when those uh, other opportunities come along.
0: So if um, patients enter their information into Celiac and answer those questions, can researchers use that information to then later contact them to participate in their trials?
1: Not directly. So the information that we provide to researchers is what they call anonymized or de-identified. So your basic information will be provided to them um, along with everybody else's in, in a cohort that they call big data. You know, thousands and thousands of people with their answers to these questions. But your contact information, your name, your address, your phone, your email. Uh, anything that can identify who you are is not provided to them. When they move to the stage that they decide that they need to look at a certain group of people to test their treatment, they will let us know, you know, we would like to test uh, females who are between 21 and 45 who live in, you know, Oklahoma and uh, have been on a gluten-free diet for more than 18 months. You know, whatever those those, uh, characteristics are, then we go to our database and we pull out the people who match those characteristics and we email you to ask if you're interested in participating in this study. So researchers never have your contact information. We email you and then it's up to you to contact the researcher if you want to follow up.
0: Got it. That's a, that sounds like a great way. So, now you mentioned that kids have to be of a certain age or over 18 before they can participate. So, adults obviously would fill out the surveys for themselves. For kids and younger teenagers, the parents are answering for them?
1: Parent or caregiver. So, there's a he, she option. So, when you register, you'll say whether you're answering for yourself or on behalf of somebody else. And then, you know, if you have a boy or a girl, and it gives you the questions and you know, does he or does she, and you answer on behalf of that person. So either a parent or a caregiver.
0: Got it. So walk me through how it works for somebody who's never visited Celiac. When they go to the website, what do they have to do to join?
1: So they go to the website, which is iCare.Celiac.org, and on that landing page, there's good information about what, uh, what is involved. And, and you can even see videos of people who have gone through the process and, and share their experiences. But there's a Join Now button. And you'll actually see two. You'll see Join Now for Mobile and Join Now for Desktop. If you click Join Now for Mobile, you will go to a page that will tell you that you really want to do this on your desktop. But if you put in your email address, then you'll receive a link to the desktop link so that you can do that at a later date through your email. Um, if you click join now for a desktop, it will take you straight to the registration page where you can register on your desktop. And because of the fact that there are a lot of questions, um, I would say to set aside 20 to 25 minutes in front of your desktop computer because uh, you really want to be thoughtful and give the best answers that you can and so you want to be comfortable much, much better than doing it on a mobile device. So then on the registration page it will ask you to put in your email address, to create a password, to answer security questions and then it will ask you your preferences as to who can actually see your data. So right now it is set to allow Celiac Disease Foundation to be able to view your data and for us to give researchers contact information, Um, but you do have the option to change those settings if you didn't want to share your data. It is a secure platform. It is done through what is called informed consent, which means that there is an institutional review board through the University of California at San Francisco and the University of California at Davis who have reviewed uh, the questions and the procedures and the methods to make sure that everything is secure and that there's no harm that may befall anybody who participates in answering these questions. So it is the highest level of security and authority that you can have for a patient registry. And then once you have uh, completed the basic registration information, it takes you straight to the first question. One of the fun things about the system is as you answer the questions, you will also then be uh, be able to see what other people have responded by percentages. So if you say that you live in a particular state, it will then tell you the percentage of people who've answered um, the same answer as you. And actually, if you'd see all 50 states and what what percentages they are. Um, It's called gamification, but it's kind of interesting to see how other people respond. That is
0: really interesting. It's nice to see what others around the country are saying as well. So is there one... Sorry, go ahead.
1: I was just going to say it just makes you feel part of the bigger community. It's a really good feeling to know that, you know, you and thousands of others are in this together.
0: Absolutely. So does everybody take the exact same survey, or over time are there different surveys that people will take based upon how they identify themselves?
1: Uh, The answer is yes, initially there is one survey, but what happens is depending on how you answer the questions, other questions will be asked of you. So if you say that you were biopsy diagnosed with celiac disease, then that puts you on a different, what they call a thread of questions, than if you said that you were, say, self-diagnosed with gluten sensitivity. So the questions are specific to your answers, and then the same for subsequent surveys.
0: Got it. So tell us, how have you been working with researchers around the United States to advance their research, and how are they using the information that's being collected throughout your celiac?
1: So it's being used in a couple of ways. One, we have uh, researchers at universities that have celiac disease centers who are looking at relationships between things like depression and symptoms, uh, quality of life issues, uh, the bigger issues regarding, you know, what we call the the policy-type changes that could occur through celiac disease um, advocacy. Uh, So the research is is quite interesting. Um, As an example, looking at, you know, how many uh, probiotics people in the registry consume and looking at the fact that we have no regulation for probiotics in terms of the gluten-free labeling, you know, and are there enough people who are experiencing symptoms uh, based on what they've responded that perhaps this is a policy um, that we need to, to enact that there be gluten-free labeling for for probiotics. So everything from that to working directly with biopharmas who are developing Treatments or potential treatments um, who want to know what patients want, all the way through finding patients to enroll in the study.
0: That's great. Has there been any research that's been published based upon using iCure Celiac?
1: So, yes, there has. We've had a research study from the Columbia University Celiac Disease Center regarding uh, what I mentioned the depression and symptomatology. Uh, And then we have a couple of papers in the works. We did present at the International Celiac Disease Symposium another paper on autoimmune comorbidity, which showed that with people who are in the registry, um, what they report in terms of additional autoimmune diseases actually is similar to what is out there in other registries where patients are put in through the the institutions through their medical record, which helps to show that self-reported information from patients can be as valid as uh,
0: reading their medical record. That's great, and it certainly saves a lot of time, you would think, for researchers. Yes. So now that you have this incredible database up and running, what is your long-term hope for it?
1: Well, the long-term hope is really to speed treatments and a cure. The biggest hurdle facing researchers is getting patients into these studies. They need to know what patients want, they need to know what patients will tolerate, and then they need to make sure that whatever they develop um, is effective in patients. So really our goal with this is to create a central place for researchers to come to that can speed the process of patient recruitment excite them with the data so that they want to get involved with celiac disease and ultimately get patients into these trials so that we can one day have, like I said, treatments and a care.
0: This is so great, and we're, we're so thankful that CDF has worked to set this up and to really help advance research. It's something that was really needed in the celiac disease community, so we're, we're really glad that you guys have taken this on. Uh, Marilyn, uh, I want to thank so much for all of this and for joining us today. This information was great, and I really hope that it will inspire some of our listeners to go and join the iCare Celiac database.
1: Thank you. Um, please, for everyone listening, we have 4,500 patients. We need to get to 10,000 to truly make a difference. So please go to iCare.Celiac.org and join the registry today. It's free and it's the best gift you can give yourself for the holidays, which uh, hopefully will lead to a year, a life without celiac disease. And uh, Vanessa, thank you for the partnership with Children's National. Uh, Celiac Disease Foundation is is very pleased to be a proud partner.
0: Us too. We're so happy to work with you. And Marilyn, I promise as soon as this podcast goes live on the air, I myself will go to the website and I will join as well. Thank you. All right, everyone. We hope you enjoyed today's show, and we will talk to you again next time. With Lucky Land Sluts, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your
1: captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway, and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky.